Hello, and thank you for listening to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. Welcome. I'm Perrin. I'm Cedius, and this time I don't get to ridicule Dave for starting in the middle of another conversation. I get to ridicule him for not being able to spit out the words. I know, right? It's only been a month, Dave. Have you forgotten how the intro works? Yeah, I've been busy. (laughs) Drinking. 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 Yeah. So we are, uh, as usual, joined by a guest, and this time we have our very first guest returning. Say hello, Peter. Hi, I'm Peter. You may remember Peter from our very first episode. So, the first returning guest, first guest. Well, technically not the first returning guest, if you count. Well, even if you don't count special editions, because... Parent actually was a returning guest before. Right. Speaking he doesn't count. I don't count anymore. Not anymore. I said no. And let's see. I was demoted from guest. If we to count host. the pilot, then that was the first right. recurring guest. But we don't count that. We count the first oh, episode as the first. We're episode. happy you're here, Peter. Peter no matter here. what they say, I feel very special. I'm, I'm, I'm honored s- to be back. I'm sorry, Eric's not here. Someone's got to be pedantic on his behalf. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's it's a move. Not my move, but it's a move. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, Tedious. do your thing. What episode are we on? Thank you, Dave. It is episode 41. Now, Dave, do your other thing. And on tonight's special episode of Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition, we shall be drinking the... <clears throat> is our independent bottle night. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we will be doing the bottling of McMurray... Or Murray McDavid, single whiskey... Wow, I cannot talk to that. that. And that shit. name sounds totally made up. No, it's I'm like, Murray to- McDavid. Totally Murray <laughs> McDavid. Uh, who will be doing the Highland Park 1989, age 17 years. Nice. And we shall also be having the Spaymalt. Oh my god, what the fuck is this? The Spaymalt from McAllen Distillery. And that's actually a Gordon and McPhail. Mm hmm. Um, this still 1988, and I think it's a 17. Yep. So, we got two 17s here. So, uh, pour one of those, jackass, while I talk to the guest here. So, uh, you know, it's been, what, a year and a half since we had you over? Yeah. About that. Almost. So, uh... Well, it was the middle of winter. I do remember that. It was January. Yeah. Yeah, so... It was the winter of our discontent. Well, I... Speaking of discontent, Peter, what have you been doing in the last year and a half? I would say that that was the winter before my discontent. Uh, um, well, I have... Um, ultimate discontent. I've been spending a lot of time in the real estate market. Um, I had a house down in Bloomington that was a little bit too big for me on my own and uh, sold that one. And it sold really fast. It was a, it was a great deal. Um, Wonderful. Ten days on the market. Wow, I actually hate you now. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, so my question to that, since I am currently underwater, having bought my house seven years ago, um, how, how well did you make out on the deal? Did you do all right? Um, I did all right. I, I got back on the house what my original asking price was, um, oh. minus about $2,000. So so I got in what I got out. That's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously would have liked to have done that. Well, always. Mm-hmm. But. Now you bought... Four years ago? No, no, not that long. Bought six, seven years. Six, ago. okay. It's so 2000, it's... 2007. Okay, so oh, so, so, so we were in our houses about the same time. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, you made out like a bandit compared to me. Aye, yeah. right up. And 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 coming back. Yeah, know, yeah. At least in the area that I was in. So after selling that one, um, obviously I needed somewhere else to go. So I put in an offer on another house uh, in Richfield that's much smaller, uh, and my offer was accepted, and. Wow, banks are fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I refinanced not long ago, and, and then the sad thing was is I, I dropped three more than 3% off the mortgage, and yet once they remembered to put my insurance back on mm-hmm. in the escrow, I am only paying $10 less than I was before, and I'm trying to figure out how the hell that happened, because mm-hmm. that seems oh, I like... Can, I can tell you why. It's because your insurance now is valued at the replacement value of the home, and not... And not investment of the, value. Not of the investment value of the home. So, like, if your if your house gets struck by a meteor, and you have to have your house rebuilt, that's what your insurance your insurance would cover that anyway. But now you're actually being in, you're insured for that. You're actually 
paying that insurance on it. Right. So the insurance of the house that's gone down 50% or 33% of its value from when I bought it costs more. Yeah. Well, to, to replace the house is going to cost more. Unless you have really good mid-year insurance. And that's what they care about is mm-hmm. how much it's going to cost to replace. So despite the fact that this value of the house has gone down, if your house burns down, like I had a friend who, who her house burned down and uh, they had to have it be completely rebuilt. And their insurance was more just because they were insuring for the replacement value of the house instead of the actual value of the house. So my insurance on my last house was for, I was insured to the value of the purchase price of the house. Mm -hmm. It's, what do you call that? It's appraised value. Mm -hmm. Right. Now that they've changed that rule, I'm now insured for a much higher Sure. Percentage of the value of my house. It's way over its actual appraised value. Yeah. So I'm I'm just sort of surprised that if this was a um, bank owned home, they actually sold it. I've had several friends who have put in offers, and the banks turn for the for the amount the bank wanted, and the bank turns around and goes, "Oh, somebody else is bidding against you," which is actually us. Because, mm. yeah, and then, uh, they, so they basically, another subgrouping of themselves bid against it. And then when the first person said, well, I guess I'm not going to give you more, it ended up not coming off the market for another six months. Wow. Thanks. You love them. This was actually an estate sale. Ah, um, okay. So the family was looking to get rid of the house. Um, my, it was, the new house was only on the market for two days when I put an offer on it. And someone else actually put an offer on it at the same time. Wow. Um, my offer was the lower of the two, but I also said, I'll do all the work on the house. You don't have to. So they went with mine. Very cool. So I'm doing a lot of work on houses mm-hmm. now. <laughs> I, I just had a contractor spend four hours crawling through my house to identify places where they can have me give them money to do mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have a great deal of sympathy for you, even if you're doing most of it yourself. That's especially if you're doing most of it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I when I bought my house <clears throat> where we're recording, it actually was a foreclosure, and and the bank did try to do some some BS like that to me. And I said, "All right, here's my counter offer to your bullshit offer. You can pay my closing costs, and I'm going to now offer you five thousand dollars less in mm-hmm. in trade for that because you're trying to dick me. You have forty eight hours to respond, and they took it. So you know, I I have the house." In so, your face bank? Uh, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a bullshit. But in terms of contractors, actually, I have one coming in tomorrow to rip out some cabinetry and install a dishwasher, which makes me happy. Ooh, nice. I'd love to get a dishwasher. That's, I had one, new. don't know. Yeah, yeah, mine moved out a couple of months ago, and so I need to replace one. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with, with a machine, it's less likely to leave. No. <laughs> less likely. Less I like likely. that. Just less likely. Not. Uh, you have pissed me off. <laughs> I am leaving. I'm tired of washing your dishes. <laughs> you never pre-wash, <laughs> asshole. Now that might be something it actually would say because that's a high likelihood in the grand scheme of things. But Dave's looking all anxious to get on with business over here. So. Oh uh, yeah. Well, this is a. This fantastic. is lovely. Yes. I'm actually a melon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's where I was going to go, too. It's very sweet smelling. And, 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 and melon, I'm, I'm going to narrow it down and say it's almost a honeydew. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I get some vanilla. Oh, yeah. Which is making an odd combination. It smells it's almost here. smoky, but not quite. Like, it's uh, the combination of flavors make it feel like it's smoky, but I'm not... No, I, I, I feel where you're going with that. I, I got to do a reset already. This is, this is a strong, but it's lovely. The strong it's, note. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. I don't even know if it's strong as much as it's very complex. It's got a lot of character. Yeah, I mean, it, it it it's not one of these that just reaches out and smacks you strong, but it it definitely is not a. I'm I'm searching to get a, a note right. of something. Well, no, but um, I mean, if I want to find something, I can pick out. Oh, and this is the McAllen, by the way. You know. Reversing the order on you, jackass. All right, fine. Yeah, well, I decided I wanted to do this one first. All right, well. Yeah. My, my, I keep thinking there's like a, a peach or a... I was just um, going to say an apple or a white fruit of some sort. Yeah, I mean... Actually, I was going to go citrus. 
Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I think there are some citrus in here yeah. too. I mean, it's, this is, it's there's a, a really, lot, there's a lot of flavors in I, here and it, it smells. And if I'm going to side with one of the two of you, I'm going to go with the white fruit over the peach. I'm just going to sit down at this, this, the, the fruit buffet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, this is. And, and I actually, still, I, I actually like your comment on the apple, so. Actually, now it's actually kind of rotated into possibly being the peach. I, this is going everywhere. Yeah, yeah, this is this is probably some of the most complex scotch we've, we've had on the show. Or we're all oh, being my. highly susceptible to each other's suggestions. <laughs> well, we'll find out when I read the tasting notes, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, or not. <laughs> well, There's not a lot on that bottle, let me no. tell you. Okay. Let me tell you. All right. This is an independent bottler, so... Mmm. Mmm. A little bit sharper up front than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely apple. Mm-hmm. That was the first first taste I got too. It was right on the right on the tip of my tongue, which is apple. Yeah, more. It's it definitely has more of a kick than the 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 nose would suggest. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very much enjoying that. Yeah, that's very pleasant. I actually got some banana in there. And I don't know if it's just because. I had a mental image of like a giant <laughs> cornucopia with fruit pouring out of it. But I mean, it's just a lovely, complex. You know yeah. what I'm really liking about this? I'm really liking that I don't taste any caramel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's. For, for you listeners out there, the color is very light. Mm-hmm. And one of the traits of independent bottlers is they don't throw a lot of caramel color in. So you don't get a lot of caramel flavor, which is. Really fantastic. It's very refreshing. Yeah. Not. I mean, not that caramel's like horrible, but you, you, it, it is. It, it is a very powerful flavor. Mm-hmm. And when oh. they try to get something that's very light to get dark, like a lot of them like it really fucking dark, and you lose a lot of the more subtler flavors to it. I would like to pick a bottle of this up to drink in the summertime. Oh, this is when it's eighty yeah. degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm been definitely yesterday. Although I have been having horrible luck finding things that we've been drinking here on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, then go to Top Value where we get all the stuff. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it again. But no, I have I have a couple. Yeah, the November calling. sale is coming up. So yeah, I definitely. No, this was one or two shows ago. It was the. Um, I'll have to look at my notes because. I As, yeah, couldn't, I, have been, couldn't have been last month. Yeah, because. I know. I was horribly sick. I know. It is that's been my thing lately. Um, I mm. I normally I love a long finish in in a scotch. It's one of the things I like about two equal scotches. The one with a night with a longer finish is usually my preference. This doesn't have a terribly long finish, and it kind of just fades out and stops. Yeah, but. There's nothing negative about the no, way it does it. There is nothing displeasing. There's, there's about no this. negative lingering taste. You know, sometimes you get a finish mm-hmm. where the last note is kind of like, oh. And then that's all you can taste for the next ten minutes. Yeah. Yes. When I get as it hits the back of my mouth, I get a lot of oak out of it. But yes. it's going. It goes away by the time it finishes, mm-hmm. which is nice. I yeah. Yeah. To to get into where I always go with it. I'm going to go somewhere between a Rayburn and a Gala, because that's my move. Um, the banana, I also got, but it was late on the palate, early on the finish. And then late on the finish is where I get the wood. And I'm, okay. I'm right there with you. It's a path. Yeah. I'm going to go um, right through. I would have gone a little more Zestar, but that's just me. I'm not familiar with that one. We went apple picking two weeks ago. I'll try that one, because I, I, I don't know that one, so... I'll see if I can find uh, if we still have some Zestar. It, they, they had a couple. They had a couple custom um, apple, or not like custom for just them, but the dropper is very chic. Uh, it's also branded. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, I, I specifically bought one of the sets to get it because we'd recently made a wisecrack about how we should really have a dropper. 
Yeah. And then I saw a box set that had one. I'm like, here you go, fuckers. Well, I can do that. And while I don't consider my hand to be particularly unsteady, I, I don't have tremors. There have been one or two times where I'm like, I'm just going to put a little drop into good oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess I'll need more booze. Oh, gee darn. Yeah. Well, it's just like I've got a I've got a set of Glen uh, Glenmoray glasses that I bought because they were sixteen dollars and came with the free bottle of booze. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, there's the coffee. Should you want to reset? That's the mm, mellows. Yeah, it mellows, but it doesn't disappear. No, no, it's it's still very nice. It's uh, it's very it's still sweet. Yeah. It's not sharp. It's lost a lot of the um, complexity, is what I would... I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going, ooh, ooh, wait, I smell a new fruit. I'm going, <laughs> oh, that's a pleasant yes, scent. That's, that's yeah. what I'm getting it, to. It's just softened everything. And, and I can still pick out everything that was there before. Usually something disappears, but... I mean, if I ever to say anything, maybe the vanilla is faint enough to almost be non-existent. Mm-hmm. But everything else is still there. Yeah, I'm still... I'm still getting the smoke. I'm still getting the, the light citrus. Well, my nose is a little off from being sick, so I, I'm. I think it's. It, I think with the reduction in strength, I'm losing a lot of the detail. Sure. Because all I'm getting is, oh hey, this is still a nice fruity floral um, scent, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm not picking anything up extra off of it, but I'm definitely not not feeling like I lost anything on the on the deal. I think if anything, it like combined the flavors together a little yeah. bit more. Like I'm, as you said, I'm less able to pick things out individually, but it still has that nice sweet taste. I have to say that the um, the palate is still. It took some of the sharpness off. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's still really pleasant. Don't like the finish quite as much. No, the finish is a little harsher on the tongue. Yeah, for sure. But I think the water. Overripened the fruits mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The the finish does have a little bit of uh, overripe fruit to it, and the, and the palate's a little blander to me, I think. Indeed, but it's still nice. I mean, yeah, I, I it, it's better than a lot of stuff we've had. Certainly true. Um, I I'm gonna give it another very likely negative mark. I got just a little bit of hint of um, like astringenty. Mm-hmm. to it with the water that yeah. wasn't there before. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, this is one I would drink neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if somebody handed me uh, a, a glass with some ice in it or, or that had been a little wet, I would not be like, get away from me with this, this foul brew. Yeah, no, no, this is still still pretty foul. And, yeah. I'm, and after the first glass, man, you wouldn't even care. <laughs> Yeah, that that really is one of the nicer ones we've had in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> so this is this is the uh, the Murray McDavid McAllen eighteen and or McAllen seventeen, which uh, yeah, fake, totally fake name. It sounds it sounds like Doctor Seuss. I am McMurray McDavid McBlookbluk, and I carry Scotch up in my toque. Let's do a quick look at what how much a bottle of McAllen 18 is going for. Oh, really? Really? That's craziness. Um, the average price is right around 200 uh, on these. And for what we just had? No, for, for a normal McAllen 18. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, this, at 17 year, was $90. Oh, wow. Now, was that on the 15% off? And then there was 15% off. Wow. So, uh, I would. That's, that's, the pre- that's, that's the huge benefit of an independent bottler, mm-hmm. is that you're not going to get a lot of the, the pretentiousness, the caramel color edition, um, and you're, you're not paying for the label so much because they're, they're bottling it. Somebody else is bottling it for them. I, and they're not going to have the master distiller's name attached to it either. Yeah. Um, but you also, and to the detriment for our show, you don't get the super pretentious tasting notes either so much. Sigh. So yeah. what does the bottle have, Dave? Um, the bottle has, the bottle and the box, ooh, there is stuff on the box. Sweet. 
streets. And there's pictures of hard-working and, men. And did you grab laborers. The, working yes. hard. Did you grab the right thing? This is fantastic house. Did you grab the correct box? I thought you said that was the Murray. Oh, no, sorry. This is the Spaymalt, uh, which is the Gordon McPhail. Okay. Sorry. The McCann... Or the... Uh, uh, what's it? Park the Highland Park later. is the... Is the uh, Murray McPhail. See, this is what happens when you do things out of order from what you said earlier, Dave. Murray McDavid. This is Gordon McPhail. Talk about McPhail. I know, right? So, so tell us of this bottle of delight. The Royal Burg of Elgin in Moray-shire is known as the whiskey capital of the world. At the heart of the capital are the offices, shop, and warehouses of Messieurs. Gordon and McPhail, who were established in, eight, it literally said Mrs., uh, who were established in 1895 at the very epicenter of the world of malt whiskey. Elgin's prominence as a whiskey centre is not surprising given the proximity to Speyside, where nearly 70% of the world's malt whiskey is produced. Elgin itself lies on the banks of the river Lossi, and the Damp climate makes it ideal for maturing whiskey. Its position as the market town for the Liach of Moray, known as the Granary of the North, and once the richest barley-producing region in Scotland, all combined to make it preeminent. Many original practices involving Scotch whiskey production still remain unchanged to this day, guaranteeing the unique character of malt whiskey. Like drinking. Malt whiskey has been produced in Scotland for centuries by traditional methods. The first official license was granted by the government in 1824. We seriously have no fucking notes on this thing? Uh, blah, blah, blah. According to the Surgeon General, women should not. Um, there's a fish. Ooh, contains booze and fish. Yeah. Wait. I didn't. I didn't sign up for the fish. You didn't taste the fish. No, I didn't. It was a very understated fish. That was the citrus, the lemony, the lemon fish. Oh yes, the lemon fish. I had to go orange personally, but. <laughs> well, it's then it would have been an orange so there fish. Are and no it's clearly notes. not an orange fish. Sometimes with independent bottles, you don't get tasting notes, either. I guess they'd like if you can't taste this, suck it. Yeah. Well. And for the most part, they try to only do good stuff, so they don't care so much about what it is. But, you know, the, the other thing is, is that you're kind of hit and miss with an independent yeah. bottler mm-hmm. because uh, part of what makes the scotch really great is the master distiller going, hey, you know, this isn't quite right. Let's mix it with a little bit of something else to make it the awesome that it that it is to become. And really you kind of just get what you get mm-hmm. on, on an independent distiller, much like the uh, those single barrels. Yeah. Well, it, depends, it depends on what they have access to. I yep. mean, even if they have, and I mean, I know they have some really good distillers working at Gordon McPhail and, and yeah. the rest of them, but they, they only have what they have to work with. Yes, and they do. That's both the beauty and the horror of yep. the independent bottler, because, you know, if it comes down to... Well, this isn't really good, but we bought it and we need to sell it, so ship it. Well, and there's a, there was a, an independent bottler that I saw when I was down in Chicago, and they, one of their things was that this, it came straight out of the cask. It was unfiltered, so there were bits of cask in the bottle. Okay. And that was one of their one of their shticks. And All the oak you could ever want. I, you know, I I was really tempted to buy it, but I had already put like two hundred dollars worth of scotch in my, my cart, so Amateur. Well, you know, I was I was young, impetuous I was a college student at the He time. was on a budget is what yeah. his problem was. Yeah. I was going to say broke. <laughs> um, Naive. I, I have to say that is one. I've seen the ads for, um, I can't remember now, um, Jameson? No. It's one of the, the U.S. whiskeys um, that does the double share or the devil's, devil's cut. cut yeah. Bourbon. 
Right. Um, and it's Jim Beam. Does it? Yeah. And, and just because I'm curious about different unique drinks, I'd like to try it. But I have to say, I think about like the equivalent coming out of scotch and thinking, no, I don't want to drink an oak stave. Right. Even if it has had some interesting things passing through it, I can chew on a piece of wood cheaply and at my leisure. Not to not to muddy the um, conversation, but I, I have a bottle um, and, and drink several different bourbons, and it is quite good. It's closer to a scotch. Interesting. Um, so most of the bourbons that you drink are very um, dry, very... Bourbon-y? Bourbon-y. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And this is more... This, this moves in that direction towards scotch. To me. Well... Perhaps at the end of this, we can see. <laughs> but from the ad, all I could think is, mmm, it's chewing on an oak barrel stave. Because they're like, we take this and we squeeze out the wood. And I'm just like, well, that will taste like wood. Yeah. Excuse me while I put the cask through a juicer. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to use this cask for scotch. <laughs> yeah. Hulk squeeze. Somebody brought to use for him. So shall we uh, give forth our, our thoughts? Yeah, we should probably write this thing. So uh, numbers, who wants to go? I will, I will throw myself on that proverbial grenade. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, if, if you don't recall, the, the scale is one to five, five being the best thing you've ever had in your mouth, one being a war crime. Did I... Yep. Did I remember you correctly? Yep. Um, <laughs> three is average. Three is average. I would definitely put this well above average. Certainly not ranging into the right around five part, but I'm going to give this a nice 4.2. Well above average. I'd mm. happily drink this again. Well, Dave's chewing, so I'm going to go. And uh, I think Perrin hit the nail upon the top. Uh, 4.2 is exactly what I was going to give it for pretty much the same reasons. It's beautiful. It's very tasty. Uh, I would certainly have it again. Um, this is one that's actually in Dave's collection. So, <laughs> alas, that he's the one who gets to keep this bottle. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it bodes well for the <laughs> evening. That we'll, we'll have a selection of mine eventually here, too. But, uh, yeah, definitely a solid outing. Uh, recommended. Uh, I think I'm going to... Say four and a quarter. I uh, I think four or two is just too low. <laughs> and by just you mean by point oh five. <laughs> well, I was I was debating on how far above four I wanted to put it, and it's just not quite a four four point five. And I think four and a quarter really is really is about where it is. It's it's ridiculously tasty. Neat. I could probably do the whole bottle without thinking. And and not overpriced yeah. by right. by any stretch. No, no. Yeah, very reasonably priced. For, for an eighteen for seventeen year it's 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 very reasonably priced. I'll probably never find that again, but certainly not of that year. And uh, but you know, it'll it'll be fantastic and I'll I'll probably lament from the day I finish the bottle. Which will be about five years from now the rate you drink it. I don't you know have, about that one. You have a lot of bottles, though. I do. Spread them out. Well, you know. comparatively speaking, he has a, a good selection of bottles. I have a lot of bottles ah, yeah. behind you. Well, those are the ones we've had. I have been too poor to buy scotch for, what, almost two years now? There is that. So. Does that mean you're going to be picking up your slack on the podcast here pretty soon? Maybe. And by maybe, he says, not if you keep doing it for me, so I don't have to. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I heard. I am going to um, I'm going to put that in the same range. Um, I, think that it's, I think that it's a little shy of a four and a half. Um, and I, and I kind of think that four is not giving it enough credit somehow. You know? mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm four to, four to three. Just to, just to be different. It. Right, yeah. And according to the Price is Right rules, you know, that was the, the perfect... Uh, <laughs> Played in the middle. Now, 426 would be the 
Right, you had four two. If five. you had gone I'm over sorry. with four two five, right. yeah, no four two six would have been the yeah. price is right. I will cut your knees off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was that was really good. Yeah. So Dave's gonna get the second bottle, and he's gonna get the four going. And uh, as we're recording this, we are the day after Renfest, uh, <laughs> the local Renfest ended here in Minnesota. Uh, I was there for the last day shenanigans. Um, saw some people that uh, I know that tour with the festival, and the only chance I get to see them every year. And went to the Feast of Fantasy because I won tickets back at Die Laughing back in April. Um, so and that's I've, always a good time. I've, I've done that for the second time now. Well, here's the thing: I I do enjoy myself. I do think it's a good meal for the most part. Uh, both years I've gone, there's been at least one item on the menu that my personal taste meant I just didn't even bother having. Right. Um, this year, because I was late to the game in terms of picking the show I went to, I, I had to go on last day versus going to be one of the more special shows that they do throughout the year. Uh, I think it's a little overpriced, personally, for the experience. Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm also an idiot and walked out before I got the knickknack that I was supposed to get for going which means you know, some of what I paid for, I didn't actually get. Um, well, Renaissance Festival is basically overpriced. Well, okay. And sometimes that knick-knack is worthwhile, and sometimes it really isn't. But yeah. It's not. And, and in the grand scheme of things, as it is a knick-knack that I have no place for and no desire to put anywhere on display or anything, I'm not going to care too much, but I might give Laszlo a heads up and say, hey, I walked out without my thing. Do you have access to get it? Because I'm likely to see you between now and not too much longer than now. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was a good time. I uh, saw vilification tennis as I always do, and uh, saw zilch because I enjoy zilch's. He's always stuff. Fun. And good Tory star. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, saw danger committee because I had time to kill, and they are also relatively funny. Did they kill anyone? Uh, no, just just a cucumber and Eddie. and a couple of gloves. They keep trying. Yeah, but uh, well, I keep hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, no, it was it, it was it was pretty good. And and I know that our guest works out there, although I'm not entirely sure in what capacity. I did run into you wandering, but yeah. I um I actually do custom leather tooling. Um, it's a hobby. It's kind of a part time job for me. Um, so I make pretty designs in leather. And those range from very, very geeky to more traditional coats of arms, um, Sheridan tooling, which is the kind of things that you put on saddles and Western gear. You said tool. <laughs> Tools come into leather tooling quite often. Um, there's a lot of them and a very heavy mallet and water. and It's a process. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, but I've done things like dragons and octopi and all kinds of crazy things. Octo dragons. Yes. Once in a while. Dragon pie. I'm I'm totally thinking of like an octopi now like an octopumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Alright, a pumpkin pie with octopus arms. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. It'd be fun. I'm always looking for original and different things. And primarily what I do is mugs. Um, so I'm putting art on big leather mugs. Nice. Um, yeah, she. Yeah, I'm a mugger, you know. Now, in the grand scheme of things, do you basically etch the design into the leather and you're given the design, or do you do the design that you put on? It's about 50-50. Um, about half the time, I'm given artistic license. I had someone say, I want a Hyrule mug this year, um, and put half down on it, and he doesn't care what's on it. So I can do a sword and shield with the high row crest or Link standing there, or whatever I want, you know. And I'll show him the art, and if he likes it, then I'll put it on a mug for him. Um, sometimes people are very, very specific in what they want um, and will send me art and things like that. I have much more fun when people say, you have artistic license, go. I want a TARDIS mug that reflects the fourth doctor, Tom Baker. Have fun. Wait, 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 wait. Is Tom Baker the fourth doctor? Yes. yes. You're, you're saying that some customers are picky? Mm-hmm. Who knew, right? I, I'm i sorry, you've just shattered my 
understanding of the cosmos. So I always try and make people happy, and that's really what it's all about, is um, doing fun art and seeing the expression on somebody's face when I hand them a really cool mug. So Or set their pants on fire. Well, that's okay. That's a different expression. Maybe not for you, but that's I don't <laughs> I don't make mugs, so that's that's what you do. Yeah, mother's his medium, fire is your medium. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. We just need to find a way to combine them together. Fiery leather, pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing that. I've been doing that out there for about three years. Um, and before that, I was on entertainment, and before that, I poured beer, and before that, I was on entertainment. Before that, I was in games. I've been out there for 18 years now working. So flames, just like flames on the pants. So like, like they're like a racing car. Yeah. Well, I, flaming pants. I, I, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Leather. I'm fairly certain that one, one of Perrin's you know, favorite quotes is the uh, "build a man a fire and he's warm for a night. Set a man on fire, he's warm for the rest of his life." life. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, burn baby burn disco inferno alright so now we have the Murray McDavid Highland Park 89 17 89 years. 17 years. interesting yeah it's it's fruity with a little bit of smoke but it is definitely much subtler mm-hmm. yeah this, this is a nose I'm having to like really work to pick out here I think the smoke is a a little overwhelming on it. See, I'm getting more fruit than smoke. Well, maybe as I stick my nose in it, I'm I'm getting about half and half. But I'm having this is citrus. Go ahead. This is very mellow to me. Like I'm having a harder time picking anything out of this. Right. It's for sure. It's very um, small. Mold. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really having difficulty. Uh, I'm getting citrus and smoke. This one does have tasting notes. They're not. See, I'm I'm getting apple and not so much citrus. I'm getting. You had said mold, and I'm almost getting that kind of mulling spices that you put in apple cider or something sure. like that sort of <laughs> smell to it. <coughs> Seems a little odd to me, but. Like no, um, they put spices cloves. In. Yeah, no, yeah. Cloves, that's that's a that's a smell that gets in there from cloves, allspice, that kind of thing is yeah. not uncommon. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the clove. I'm I'm kind of going for like I'm almost getting like grilled apple. Not that I've ever done that, but I'm kind of getting. The... I disbelieve you. <laughs> Talk. Where were you? <laughs> what well, happened to cause you to think this was a good idea? <laughs> well, see, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm the smoke that's there, it's more like it's on something rather than around something. I think that's where that is coming from for me. So I tried putting sliced apples in my pants. That didn't really work out. I'm going to try grilled apples next. In my pants. <laughs> grilled sliced apples, perhaps, for the third round? Oh, I don't know. That that's There's a limit a man should not cross. One, one adjective per item. That's all you get. Mm. It's bitter. Yeah. Not in the way I was expecting. No. No, I'm enjoying it. But it, it is surprising. It's it sort of it says hi, I'm going to be a mellow, flowery or not flowery, but light fruit, some smoke. Psych. Yeah. I'm astringent. No. And um I'm I'm getting definitely a smoky under undercoat. Mm-hmm. And um Actually, charcoal-y almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little chewy. I'll yeah. Think. For as thin as it is, it, it tastes chewy. It it reminds me more of a bourbon than a scotch. It's a light... It's it's definitely a little darker than the other one, but it is not heavily colored. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little caramel, though. Yes. But I don't know if that's from the color or the fact that if they did a lot of burning... Caramel it's is it's a, actually darker than the last one. Oh yeah, no, it is darker. I'm just saying it doesn't. I mean, you, you put the bottles side by side, and there's, it, a, there's a visible difference. Right, but it doesn't have that. Hey Mac, what do you want us to do with the extra five gallons of caramel coloring I've got? Right, right. Given the amount of of sort of smoke and charcoal that I'm getting, I'm not surprised there is 
some caramel because that's a common outcome of that. Definitely sharper though. Woof. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bitterness is a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I haven't decided yet whether it's a good one or a bad one. I wouldn't have wanted it, but I'm not sure I'd mind it. Right. Well, I mean, it was it was very surprising because the nose gave none of that away. It's not bad with the cheddar, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, certainly not digging on this one as much. No, no. But it'll be interesting to see what the water does. Long pause, little sounds of water dropping. Heavily edited. Crap, now I have to pee. Dude, none of that's going to make it in the cut. (laughs) You're you're finding a way to make it into the cut, aren't you? You're going to have to do it in the middle of a conversational gambit. You know, I'm just going to cut this whole section out, put it on the front as the teaser, and... Saves um, them again. <laughs> I actually like that better. Oh, this, the, the nose has gotten yeah. really nice, too. The nose has gotten somewhere else. I, I'm actually I am uh, getting slight floral. Yeah, yeah, it gets more floral on the nose. Reset button. And kind of a, the bitterness comes out a little bit. It's a little bit more of a, of a hey, bang, of a, a kind of a, a rotted fruit. Yeah, I'm still getting virtually nothing on the nose wet now. Just just the lightest hint that there's something in the glass. I'm not telling you what. But there's something. Touch alcohol to it. It's in the glass. Might be what. The bitterness moves from moves to the finish at this, mm-hmm. but it's So do the astringentness. The sharpness is yeah, gone. The sharpness is gone. Um, it certainly is not very complex though. No. No. Yeah, the, the, the start of the palate is just kind of slightly smoky alcohol. Yeah. Not not bad. And then and then it moves to a little bit of citrus of some sort. See, I'm still not with you on that. Alright. And then you get oak and alcohol at the end. So, I, I think most of the bitterness though has gone has dropped out. It's it's subdued, but I, that's why I think I like it better with the water. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, it definitely took that spike away. It also might be that we're not as surprised because, boy, was I not expecting. Right. Get some spice in the in the flavor too. Back to I, that. Yeah. I have to enjoy. Oh, I have to say, yeah. I'm enjoying the finish a little bit. It has, for better or worse, there is some finish there. Yeah. It doesn't just sort of fade away and be gone. No, for sure. But it's, uh, and it's not. It's not an unappetizing finish either. No, and especially I, now that we. I'm really just not sure what to make of this one. Mm, it's yeah. It's sort of like it's all over the place. It's I have a mild, fruity or citrusy kind of nose. I'm very different on the palate. The finish is. It's not a complex finish, but it's an enjoyable one. Yeah. I'll give you that the finish sits for a while. It's still a very very light finish. Yeah, um, I'm just getting a very light apple with that bit of charcoal, spent charcoal, on it. Like it, it's like it was dropped in the bottom of the grill. Someone brushed it off and ate it anyway. I mean, that that's kind of where I'm getting. That's the kind of flavor I got. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta say I'm, I'm I'm not having it. This this is one I'm glad that Dave gets to take back. I think we have reached Perry. <laughs> Not to foreshadow, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't think this was one, for me, this is not a sub three. It's no. just not. It's not much over three, though. No. It, it, it is so back and forth on what it is. I, it, you know, I almost would have to, dr- to drop the score a little bit just because it can't give me a consistent um, setup and finish. I don't mean finish of the, t- I mean, it's. Right. It's just sort of a chaotic scotch. Yeah, there's no there's no consistency between the nose to the to the body to the finish. Well, the, the the underlying root that is there for me, though, I am not surprised that this is a Highland Park. No, I'm tasting it. it, it's definitely an Orkney. But I would also say that it's not bad at all. No, I, it mm-hmm. isn't. Um, it's a bit confusing, um, and it's kind of mellow, uh, but. 
I could see sitting around drinking this and, and going like, oh, I got this out of it, you know, after, you know, for a night and going through a bottle. I mean, it, I, I could see sitting around on a weekend with with people watching something and drinking this and playing cards and just... I tend to bring a couple of bottles with me to an event like that and kind of pass them around mm-hmm. occasionally. And I think that less of this would be gone at the end of the night. I but I don't think that anyone would complain about it. I think you're wrong. To me, this is sort of like drinking what Robin Williams would be if he was a scotch mm-hmm. during some of his more frenetic... Sometimes it's, it was funny, and sometimes it was just strange. I didn't dislike watching it, but I'm not sure I need to watch it again. Sure. I'm going to keep... Well, okay, I'm going to wait for Dave, but I'm going to foreshadow that I see myself being the Russian judge on this one. I got to compare Robin Williams to a scotch. The perfect dram. Add a few drops of spring water to enjoy the full flavor of this whiskey. More water will dilute alcohol, not flavor. A slight haze will develop a sign of natural bottling. Non-chill filtered. Coloring-free? Come on, Ben, get up here. Uh, tasting note. Tasting note. (laughs) It has taste. Fruity and spicy. Very mellow. Rich golden raisins. Vanilla and almonds. Yes. Golden raisin. That... That's where my charred apple. That, that's what I. That's what I was looking for. Was golden raisin. That that is, that hits the nail upon the top. Fruity and spicy, very mellow, rich golden raisins, vanilla and almonds. Love it. Does it say love it on there? No. No. All right. No. Golden golden raisin. Yes. That 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 is exactly right. That's exactly what I was getting, and it's been long enough that I. And they had golden raisins that I forget. Very mellow. I love it. Like we had almost every one of these except for the vanilla and the almonds, which I did not taste at all. And I've read these tasting notes before. The, 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 the almond I could almost see. That was certainly a, a very subtle. Well, piece since I it. don't eat nuts, it's unlikely that I'd ever catch that one. Yeah. That unless it was very, very well, That's not what your boyfriend sense. says. I, oh, <laughs> I am nuts and I still didn't pick it up. Uh, anyway, to get on that Russian judge thing, I do think it's under three. I am happy that Dave is taking this one back. How far under three it is is what I'm trying to weigh. It's not a two-five. It, it's certainly better than that. I'm trying to decide if it merits a two-seven. I think I'm going to err on the side of caution and say two-six-five. Well, I think he's wrong. It's it's a decent drink, and I think it was eighty bucks. Which a Highland Park 18 is like 120. Lagavulin is 65. That's true. That's true. Lagavulin also is my bet, my most favorite Scotch for that price point too. So I I, I get that I'm being a little nearer at it to, to say that, but at the same time, I mean, I, money is money. If I'm going to do that, right. go on, go on. Okay. Right, but it's the it's the difference between something that is one of the top three rated in the show. Versus something that we're agreeing is in the averages range. So I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three three five. It's not quite a three five, but it's better. No, I'm gonna go a three five. It's better than a Glenfiddich. It's better than a, a Glenlivet for sure. <clears throat> See, I I mm, no I I think I would rather as much as I want to like rescore those two from before. That I rated both of those too high. I think both of those are better than this. Uh, I I disagree. There's a serious smoothness to to this that there isn't to the to the Glenfiddich and the Glenlivet twelve. To quote my daughter, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to give it a solid three. Um, again, kind of the middle of the road. I I don't think that there was anything terribly remarkable about it. Um, but I'm certainly willing to drink it. Unfortunately, all three of you are incorrect. The actual correct answer was 3.18. <laughs> That's a very specific figure, Perrin. How, well, how, how did you reach that? Well, after deep and careful calculations, using my secret scoring method, which I would share, except then it would be horribly unsecretive. Right. Um, no, it's, it's, I look at it more as a... It's a 
above what I would consider just your plain average. Um, so it's the, would I drink it again? Yeah. Would I buy it? Probably not at that price point, but it doesn't quite push it below three. If it were less expensive, it might creep up a little bit, but that's a little expensive for what I drank. See, I, I was looking to see wh why you can justify it being slightly better than pie, because I think pie is better. You know the reason? Bars. Alcohol. Bars. I can make alcoholic pie. Bars are kind of like pie, only with corners. And corners, I have to say, appeal to me. So, bars beat pie. There you go. It's pretty straightforward. So, what he's saying is, is uh, the scotch needs to be behind bars. And I agree. It should, be, it should be locked up. On the other hand, throw see it. The light of day. No corners, but they're real like, and you can crush your enemies. So, there's a plus to cookies. So, you know, they're good enough for me. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I see where you went there, and this has gotten off the rails. <laughs> just, just a week you. Your fur is starting to turn blue, Baron. Uh, it happens. Just, just full, a full moon, or is it three quarter moon? I can never remember. And as soon as he gets in this century, he'll be eating vegetables because cookies are a sometimes snack. Any bull crap. That's a dirty, dirty lie. And to quote, and to quote Cookie Monster from from a Convergence last year, "You lie. You shut your whore mouth." And he never say that again. All right, so we, we've come up on the closing toast, and as per usual, we're only sort of prepared, and I need to look at our guest and say, hey, guest, you got a toast you want to do? Well, let him think of one for a second while I uh, I have a an announcement and or a request for those of you who are listening to the show. If you or anyone you know is a graphic artist, please send us an email to either tedious or Dave at xtlpodcast.com or if you want to reach both of us scotch at xtlpodcast.com because you know that works right and especially if you're willing to work for scotch because we have that and we will give you some if you make us art we would love it because we need art because seriously if you've been to our page go to our page if you haven't been to our page and then realize that we fucking need art so and by page, he means scotch.xdlpodcast.com or Facebook slash uh, something. Just look for XDL Podcast on Facebook. Extreme Tasting League. Scott. Yeah, but I don't know what the actual slash is. But there's, no, but there's no E. It's extreme. Because I can't spell. And we live on the edge. That's right. We are on the edge of scotch. Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> And by graphics, again, in case I didn't say it earlier, we mean both an avatar and a banner. I don't know what kind of what kind of toast are you looking for here? You're looking for doesn't matter. Just whatever. Anything works. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a classic, and I'm gonna riff off of myself. So I'm gonna say, um, friends may come, and friends may go. Friendships peter out, you know. And we'll be friends through thick or thin. Peter out or peter in. Oh, yeah, it's not sure.